I thank the Lord for that because he knows what he's doing and I don't. How many of you don't know what God's doing? In general you do, but specifically maybe not so much. Could you turn that thing off? It makes me nervous. Just kidding. That's not mine. Thanks, but it's not mine. It was... <laughs> Praise the Lord. I love the Lord. How many do you? How many of you do? I mean, love the Lord your God. I praise him because he is so good. Nita and I were just talking. I got saved about 60 years ago, I guess. More than that, because I've been preaching for 56. So, what does the Lord want me to say? And I'm working, and uh, told Nita, I said, I, I don't have anything. So I said, Lord, it's all you. And uh, does this go up? Thank you. I have to one o'clock, so taking a lot of time. Um, I love history. How many of you like history? I tell you, if you want to know what the future is, look at history. Because everything is there that you could ever imagine. Maybe a few things that we haven't, but I love history. So I'm going to read you a story. It's from history. The story reads like this. His name was Fleming, and he was a poor Scottish farmer. One day, while trying to make a living for his family, he heard a cry for help coming from a nearby bog. He dropped his tools and ran to the bog. There, mired to his waist in thick black Muck was a terrified boy screaming and struggling to free himself. Farmer Fleming saved the lad what could have been a slow and terrifying death. The next day, a fancy carriage pulled up to the Scotsman's sparse surroundings. An elegantly dressed nobleman stepped out and introduced himself as the father of the boy, Farmer Fleming had saved. I want to repay you, said the nobleman. You saved my son's life. No, I can't accept payment for what he did, the Scottish farmer replied with his wave of his hand. At the moment, at that very moment, the farmer's own son came to the door. Is that your son? the nobleman asked. Yes, the farmer replied proudly. I'll make you a deal. 
Let me provide him with the level of education my son will enjoy. If the lad is anything like his father, he'll be, no doubt, grow up to be a man we'll both be proud of. And that he did. Fleming's son attended the best schools and, in time, graduated from St. Mary's Hospital Medical School in London. And he went on to become known throughout the world as the noted Sir Alexander Fleming, the discoverer of penicillin. Years afterward, the same nobleman's son, who was saved from the bog, was struck with pneumonia. What saved his life? Penicillin, as millions of others. The name of that nobleman? Lord Randolph Churchill. His son's name? Sir Winston Churchill, leader of the British Isles, hero of World War II, and one of the saviors of the very freedom we enjoy today. Wow, you like history too? Awesome story. But I want to read to you one simple scripture right now, if you will. If you want to turn to it, you can. It's in uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. Well, actually, we'll start a little bit before that. We'll start in chapter 4, and we'll read verses 14 and 15. As a result of knowing God, we are no longer to be children tossed about here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming, but speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up. Everybody hear that? Everybody knows the Lord, right? So you're in him. So what's the word again? Grow up. Say it out loud. Do you know any Christians that have been Christians for a long time and you think they still need to grow up? I think we all do. So he says, grow up. As a result, we are no longer children tossed about by waves and deceitful scheming, but speaking the truth in love, we grow up in all aspects unto him, into him, who is the head, even Christ. Christians can't grow up unless they grow into him. Simple enough. Grow up. How many of you were infants? <laughs> that pretty much takes it in, doesn't it? And did you grow up? Yes. Did anybody help you? Mm, took care of you, but you grew up on your own. And uh, in that growing up process, it involved emotionally, physically, mentally, but you must be cared for while you grow. Now you can see some obvious connections in the love of Christ. Children. Now, the Bible word we just read is infants. 
It says children. The base word is infants. So infants grow, they must be taken care of. But children, that's the word in the scripture that's used for that word infants, it means everybody starts out as an infant. So you say, I was, of course. Everybody starts out as an infant. But then children, they grow emotionally, physically, mentally. But the difference is, when you become a child, you must be taught. Wouldn't it be nice if it was automatic? Just grow into a mature Christian like that. Grow up. Stop that stuff. Stop it. And grow up. Don't do that anymore. Grow up. Here's a quote from Peter Marshall. Oh, God, when I am wrong, make me easy to change, and when I'm right, make me easy to live with. Does that apply to anybody? Has it ever applied to anybody in this room? If so, raise your hand. I got mine up. Spiritual child, cared for, God taught, grow up. Into him. One thing to grow up, another thing to grow up into him. You should be more into him. When did you get saved? Three years ago? When you were three years old. Give her a hand. Three years old. Hallelujah. And you followed the Lord all this time. Blessings on you. She grew up fast. Grow up into him. This isn't going to be a nice sermon. It's not going to be a shouting sermon. It's going to be where we live. You could ask me a question. Hey, Bob, are you now grown up in Jesus? And I would say, some. Is it where you want to be? No. Is it where God wants you to be? Grown up? Nine feet tall? No. In fact, physically, never mind. <laughs> Grow up unto him. In verse 15, but speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in, somebody read it. Out loud. What does it say? All aspects. Who is the head, even Christ? Grow up in all aspects. I wish I could tell you how to do that, but I don't. The associate pastor, he can, but I can't. Is that right? He says, yes, talk to him after service. <laughs> now, we look at these things and say, grow up. These are the things you should grow up in. Think of the Ten Commandments. I am the first one. God says, I'm God, and nobody's like me, and nobody else is even close. 
We accept that. We, prob- we have no problem with that whatsoever. No other gods before me. Now it gets tricky right away. Nothing you love in this life, no person you love in this life, no pastor you love in this life, you should love more than God's, than God's love. You should love him. Do not take his name in vain. He said, I wouldn't have come to church if I knew he was going to preach on Ten Commandments. I know those already. Or not. Do not take my name in vain. I grew up when my grandpas said things like, gosh darn thing. Any of you grew up with language like that? What were, the, what were the substitute words for gosh darn? I don't speak English. <laughs> Say it in French. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing, some things are not said, but everybody knows. Keep the Sabbath or worship day. Go to church. Honor your papa and your mama. Not so easy. Sometimes. No killing. Don't shoot anybody. Don't kill them in any way. No adultery. With or without a magazine or video. Lies. No. Stealing. Don't steal. Don't steal time on the job or credit for a joke. Is that what that means? Is that what that means? Partially. Lies. No shading of the truth. Stealing. No time on the job or credit for a joke. Covet. See, if these things that I just read seem familiar to what Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 4. A little lengthy, so stay with me. That is in reference to your former manner of life. You lay aside the old self. You lay aside the old self and put on, by being renewed in the spirit of your mind, put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God. Oh, thank you, Lord. God built me like him. When you get saved, God starts building you like him. Put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God's been created in righteous, holiness, and truth. Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. 
Do not give the devil an opportunity. I have one suggestion for the devil and his opportunities. Okay. And let him who steals, steal no more, but rather labor. Performing his own hands what's good in order to have something to share with one who has a need. Let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth. Did you get that done this week? No, I didn't. Say, what did you say? I ain't telling you. And don't ask my wife. But only such a word is as good for edification according to the need of the moment that it may give grace to those who hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. He made you like him and he sealed you for the day of redemption. Don't break the seal. By a foul word. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you with all malice. Does that sound like the Ten Commandments rewritten? Uh Uh-huh. Some people say, ah, you throw the Ten Ten Commandments away. That's impossible. And be kind to one another. Give your neighbor a little love pat right now. Be kind. Come on. (laughs) Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. Same way. And be kind. Say, Pastor, what's the title of your message? Go back to the first page and I read... Be kind. That's easy. Mm. If it were, God wouldn't tell me to preach to you today on be kind. Yeah, but you don't know the, uh, and my spouse, uh, um, be kind. Now, if we Go over that verse 32. And we haven't done it this week. Praise God, we've got next week. Amen? Be kind to one another. Tenderhearted. Forgiving each other. Just as God in Christ has forgiven you. You don't have it. You can't give it. But you have been forgiven. Martin Luther King, Jr. Life's most persistent and urgent question is, (laughs) I laughed at this when I saw it, what are you doing for others? If anybody should fulfill Martin Luther King, Jr.'s words, it should be believers followers of Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit, doing what he asks. Now, that's a great quote. Not true. We've got a couple more yet. But I like this one. 
The teacher asked the pupils to tell the meaning of loving kindness. A little boy jumped up and said, well, if I was hungry and someone gave me a piece of bread, that'd be kindness. But if they put a little jam on it, that would be loving kindness. (laughs) That's kind of true, isn't it? Someone you probably never heard of, but you've used his words. Stephen Grillet was a French-born Quaker who died in New Jersey in 1855. Grillet would be unknown to the world today except for a few lines, the familiar lines which have served as an inspiration to so many people are these. I shall not pass through this world but once. Any good that I can do or any kindness that I can show to any human being, let me do it now and not defer it, for I shall not pass this way again. Don't miss those opportunities. Don't miss them, because you don't get a second chance. There have been times when I should have said something to somebody and I didn't. I tried it later. Kaputsk. Didn't work. How many used the word kaputsk? (laughs) Anyway, I just did. For I shall not pass this way again. Now I'm going to read you a story of history, and with this, we will conclude. It's a little long, so stay with me. Despite his busy schedule during the Civil War, Abraham Lincoln often visited the hospitals to cheer the wounded. On one occasion, he saw a young fellow who was near death. Is there anything I can do for you, asked the compassionate president. Please write a letter to my mother, came the reply. Unrecognized by the soldier, the chief executive sat down and wrote as the youth told him what to say. The letter read, My dearest mother, I was badly hurt while doing my duty, and I won't recover. Don't sorrow too much for me. May God bless you and Father. Kiss Mary and John for me. The young man was too weak to go on, so Lincoln signed the letter for him and then added this postscript. Written for your son, by Abraham Lincoln. Asking to see the note, the soldier was astonished to discover who had shown him such kindness. Are you really our president, he asked. Yes, was the quiet answer. Now is there anything else I can do? The lad feebly replied, will you please hold my hand? I think it would help to see me through to the end. 
The tall, gaunt man granted his request, offering warm words of encouragement until death stole in with the dawn. Kindness, this article says, is one of the most powerful tools in the believer's kit of virtues. We cannot always do exceptional deeds, but there are thousands of small, generous acts we can perform which will help others come to God. They're not coming to you. They're coming to the one you're talking about because of what you did. Be kind. Everybody say it out loud, please. Be kind. Simple. Easy. Well, not so much. But it is simple. Be kind. Be the Ten Commandments commenticized. Can you do that? Work, it says work. Get a job, you bum. That doesn't apply to us, does it? Stop getting mad. Conquer your temper. Who would dare sneak their hand up and say, yeah, I have a temper? Ooh, ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Conquer your temper, Paul says, in fulfillment of the Ten Commandments. It says, clean up your mouth. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth. Clean up your mouth. Even substitutes for the real thing. Everybody do this. <laughs> that doesn't help a thing, but it sort of gives you the idea. Clean up your mouth. Remember what your mother told you? If you can't say something good, clean up your mouth. <laughs> All these things, but today, two words. Be kind. Be kind today, at work, at school, at play. Give God a chance to use you with two simple words. Be kind. Jesus, thank you, Lord, that you are giving us the ability to fulfill your word. So, Lord, we praise you for your spirit here today, and we thank you for your people. And we ask, Lord, as this service closes, that it will be one in which you speak to us and then send us forth. Maybe tomorrow, maybe yet today, we get a chance to do what you said. Be kind.
Thank you, sir. Why don't we stand to our feet? And uh, sometimes it's good to uh, get practical with things. So I just want to do this before we leave. I want you just to, uh, just everybody be quiet just for one moment and close your eyes. And let's just ask God one simple question. Lord, how would you want me to do what we heard today? In other words, to be kind. Ask God, what is it and who would you like me to show kindness to? Is there a specific situation in my life or a neighbor or someone at work? And I'm just going to invite Holy Spirit to come right now and just give us his thoughts, some practical, practical ways. Hallelujah. Hmm. Yeah. That's good. Lord, show us your heart. Show us your ways. Thank you, God. Be kind. And so, Father, we thank you today that you not only want us to learn about you and to experience you on Sunday, but you want us to take your kindness and your love to this world around us. And, God, we just thank you today that you have appointments for us. You have those specific encounters that are scheduled into our lives this week. You have already prepared places for us to go and do and speak and to heal. Hallelujah, Father, that it's not something that we, we want to keep here. We want to take it with us. And so, God, I just commission each and every one of us to have kindness on the brain this week, God. And to buy somebody lunch behind us in line or pay the toll for someone uh, the car behind us or to or to speak words of encouragement and prophecy over people at our jobs or our neighbors god lord i just pray that your kindness would flow out of us as we go about our our week and father i thank you for that and i thank you you're going to do that if you're willing for god to do that just raise your hand like you're signing up lord i'm willing i'm willing Hallelujah. So, Holy Spirit, if you would just quicken our hearts, and even now, how many of you got something in your mind that even during that prayer, you, you would just wave your hand. If, if God gave you a picture or a thought on something specific to do, just wave your hand. All right. So, yeah, okay, now open your eyes and look at all this goodness. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. It's so important that we follow up on it. As Pastor was preaching and he mentioned something, Mike leans over to me and he says, oh, I've done that where I was supposed to pray for somebody and I didn't. And then it's like, oh, you know, you have that, that sense of missing the opportunity. And I just want to bless you that you're not going to miss any opportunities this week. And some of you, I really feel this, some of you it's going to involve money. Like you, God wants you to use your money to bless somebody else. And it just weirds them out. It's so awesome. It's so much fun. <laughs> if you pay for somebody's thing or you buy them something, they don't, most people don't even know how to do it. Gas. I think some of us in this room, I think God wants you to buy gas for the person like next to you. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're filling up your car and you just want to buy gas for the person. Like just walk over and go, hey, can I get that? And stick your card in the little machine, you know, just buy their gas for them. You know what I'm saying? Like just practical things. And so I just commission and bless you in that. And uh, if you waved your hand and God gave you something specific, I just want to encourage you, write it down. Just write it down. Put it in your phone or whatever you got. And just say, Lord, I'm ready for this to happen. And I'm willing and I'm, I'm going to do it. Amen? All right. So turn to the person next to you and say, go get them. 
<laughs> go take that kindness and go get them. Amen. Be blessed. We love you. And uh, women, tomorrow night, LOL, Ladies of Legacy Bible Study. Men on Tuesday. And everybody back here on Wednesday. We'll see you then. God bless you. <laughs>